who will be back in the ring on January 7th in his hometown of Washington, D.C. He's part of the uh, non-televised undercard. Javante Davis taking on Hector Luis Garcia. Anthony, what's happening? What's going on with you, man? Everything is good? Doing good, doing good. So you're getting back in the ring. First big card of the year in Washington, D.C. Um, uh, so how's everything feeling, uh, you know, a couple weeks out? Oh, it's perfect, man. Uh, training camp been going great, of course. Um, you know, just and I'm glad to have my brother Lamont Peterson alongside with me. Uh, he's he's coming back to the ring as well, and um, he's going to be performing January seventh uh, in DC as well. So um, that's going to be something nice. You take one look at your record. Uh, you just one loss. That was ten years ago against Brandon Rios. How come, uh, and, you know, again, fighting a non-televised battle, how come uh, we haven't gotten you back in one of these big fights? It seems like you should be knocking on the door of something. If I get a dollar for some, for us, every time somebody say that, I'd be a billionaire. But, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's a lot with boxing, man. It's, it's a lot. You know, of course, um, you know, bad management, a lot of a variety of things, injuries, uh a variety of things that kept me uh, doing for the things I love to do. But my thing is my resiliency. I never quit. I never shot away from boxing. or got a side job or, you know, contemplated on being anywhere else. Of course I do modeling and acting because that's my first, that's my first love. You know I mean, but boxing right now is definitely pays the bills. And, um, it's my, it's my vent, my air, my vent, how I like, you know, it's like my therapy. You know I mean, and um, definitely, um, I'm looking forward to getting back in the ring January 7th and um, letting people know 2023, you know, this will be my year for sure. Is, is, you mentioned, you know, you're involved with other things, the the modeling, the acting, uh, uh, and you mentioned boxing is what pays the bills. Is is the lightweight championship of the world, is it still the end goal for you? Uh, yeah, at, at 142. You know what I mean? 142, okay. You know I mean? Either or, have it come. So um, I'm definitely excited about, you know, being being uh, partners with Rick Ross, Freeway Ricky, um, not the rapper, the real Rick mm. Ross. You know what I mean? And, um, you know, we doing great business and everything working itself out the way it's supposed to be. You're fighting on the uh, Gervonta Davis card, big card in your hometown. Uh, what's that going to be like, you know, fighting in the big arena on January the, uh, January 7th? It's going to be like uh, June 11th of 2005 when Mike Tyson fought at the MCI Center. Um, I was on that card. Um, and uh, it was it was, it was was hard to explain, man. It's one of those events where, like, you just – you had to be there. And back then, there wasn't no, no, no camera phones and stuff like that. Uh, and social media wasn't out, of course. Um, but I feel like this event, January the 7th at the Capital One Arena, it's definitely going to be a night to remember. Uh, as, of, as of, I know, uh, the recording of this interview, uh, you've had a couple of opponents fell through. So right now you, you're fighting the old TBA at this point, correct? Yeah, that's been the story of my life. You know what I mean? Like, even, like I said, even when I was signed with big promoters and uh, undefeated and stuff like that, this is not new. You know what I mean? Like, I, everybody be like, well, um, what happened to your career? Like, how come you fight on these undercards? Like, this happened before I took a loss. I was 29 and over, 19 knockouts. Um, I was with top rank, signed with top rank, 
and um they had me in texas 2010 uh march 11th they had me perform at a at a a, a casino arena whatever we was um and nobody was there i was the first fight i was literally the first fight and i was the first fight in the ring with the, my opponent they're about to ring the bell they never rung the bell they never rung the bell so we sitting there for like three minutes wait like what why the bell not ringing nobody's there the doctor wasn't even there bro the doctor wasn't even there so we had to go in the back and wait and of course at this time my hands are getting numb so as soon as i'm like look take these things off me man i'm done with this the doctor came back they said the doctor's here bring him out and i fought that is unbelievable to me that nobody said nothing about that situation. And then, like I said, when the Brandon Rios thing was presented to me, this was after the fact that I retired from boxing because the next day after this March 11th situation that I just uh, alluded to, 2010 in, in, in Texas, the next day I went to the Dallas Cowboys Stadium to watch Manny Pacquiao fight Joshua Claudio. They put up on a big screen that I will be fighting for the WBC championship against Humberto Soto at the Yankee Stadium on a Miguel Cotto's undercard. It was a co-main event. And I don't I think uh, nobody's fought in the Yankee Stadium since 1973, Ali mm -hmm. and uh, uh, um, Frazier, something Ken, like that. Ken, Ali and Ken Norton. Uh, Ali and Ken Norton, right. And then Cotto fought Yuri Foreman. Yeah, Yuri Foreman, me fought him. And uh, I suppose he's been on that card. <clears throat> And um, I had 12 weeks to prepare. The day that I was uh, informed that I will be uh, performing for the championship, the WBC, the green belt, I was 30 and old, 25 years old with 20 knockouts, signed with a major promotion, top rank. Did you know that I didn't get no step aside money? I didn't even get a phone call to say I'm not fighting for the championship. They just took it off box rec. They just like, fuck Anthony Peterson like whatever like do something about it and i'm like wow and my handler which was barry hunt at the time who relayed the message to me with no remorse this is almost like like a joke like and matter of fact he didn't have he didn't tell me he had my brother tell me because i came to the gym all intense like who on spawn today i'm like i want different spawn partners moving i was on i was traumatized off that floyd the floyd stories floyd got different spawn partners moving in and out and whoa, whoa, whoa. So, hey, you know, I, like I said, I, I, I mean, it's, it's a lot that went on with my career that people are oblivious to. And a lot of people want to know. More than enough people want to know. Like, man, like, bro, you was on fire. Like, what the hell happened? That's like a Shakur Stevenson or Tank Davis coming out and you just don't see him again. You know what I mean? Like, it's unbelievable to me. But like I said, back then it wasn't social media. It wasn't about likes and views. You're not on ESPN, you're not on uh, Versus, Showtime, HBO. You're really not doing nothing. You know what I mean? But now with you got the likes and views, social media, you can blow a fighter up overnight just like that. You know what I mean? And um, it's been hell, man. It's been hell. Um, trying to get fights. Uh, trying, to, trying to sing my way in to get not a championship, but just a fight. And the most, the most frustrating thing to me is I had to sit in my gym, which I called a jail cell, because I had to sit in my gym at the Headbanger Gym for like eight years straight and watch guys 
that I toy with in sparring, go fight for championship fights. That's not even from my gym or from my hometown. That shit will put you in a mental state where you go Kurt Cobain style. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? Like, God damn, like, what am I doing wrong? I mean, I'm in shape. I'm always on point. I'm always in the gym. Some guys will come to the gym and leave and show disloyalty and leave without even telling people. And then they get the pass to come back and get treated like kings. When I'm here to hold every time Coach Burry did a head count and looked back at his army, he never had to look for me. He never had to look for me or my brother. But it felt like, well, it didn't feel like it was. The people that he had to watch and people that he had to look out for, he looked out for, for their careers. You know what I'm saying? Like put them on a, on a pedestal or talked about them or gave them a shot or, or shopped them around or whatever he did to get them fights. Because obviously I wasn't getting no fights. You know what I mean? So it's like, damn, what am I doing here? I spent 28 months straight training hard as I could. I watched Jared Hurd come through the gym and get a championship. I watched Javante Davis come through my gym, get a championship. I watched Robert Easton come to my gym and get a championship. I watched Jamil Heron come to my gym and get a championship. I watched Adrian Broner come to my gym and get a championship. And last but not least, I watched my own brother <clears throat> get a championship. And I, like I said, these guys were getting championships. I couldn't even get a fucking fight in my hometown. What? Well, I mean, I mean, do you still know why or do you still I don't know, I'm, I'm I'm knowing why now. I understand now because like I said it's it's, it's boxing, man. And it's, uh, if, if you don't speak out and 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 most most of the reason was my fault because I didn't speak out. I didn't speak out on these on these issues. Not one time did I come to Coach Burry Hunter or Coach Boogie and be like, "Man, what the hell is going on?" Why am I not fighting? Why y'all not getting me these fights? I just zipped my mouth, kept working, kept working, kept working, kept working. But to any fighter out there that's that's listening to this now or will listen to this in the future, that's the worst thing you can do. It's put somebody in charge of your career and you don't say nothing. That's the worst thing you can do. That's the and worst then, thing. And that's, uh, you know, obviously, you know, there's a lot of people boxing. We know the story when uh, – Especially when you guys start coming on the scene, fighting all those uh, good fights on ESPN. The story about uh, Anthony, we, we still hear Anthony. Yeah, I'm, I'm right here. I'm right here. There right. you go. There, there you go. About, you know, obviously with the, you know, the tough upbringing that you and Lamont had and how uh, Coach uh, Barry, you know, was, uh, you know, helped you guys along. And, uh, you know, it seemed like both you guys were, were, were destined. Lamont got there. I mean, you still have that chance of getting there. You know, obviously you got this fight January 7th. It, it, is this, a, you know, just based on what you told me, you feel, I mean, the, the, the first, I mean, and I know you're not looking past whoever that you may be in the ring with on January 7th. If they come to you, if you look good on January 7th, they come to you and say, you know what, you look good, you're ready for, you know, a pretty good opportunity. You feel you need to jump on it? Yes. Um, this particular fight, for real, for real, and like I said, I keep it hundred. I keep it all the way hundred with my fans. I keep it all the way hundred with my family. I keep it all the way hundred with whoever's watching. This fight's pretty much just to get money, to take care of myself, to get these big fights. Because if you can't take care of yourself and your health ain't right, you will not be. You will not participate at your best in these elite fights. Mm -hmm. So, right now, it's pretty much getting a paycheck. You mean know I getting a paycheck, a sponsorship, letting people see what I can do, and um pocket some money 
so I can take care of myself as far as health. I don't drink. I don't do drugs. I don't have any kids. So that's a big, um, it's a big advantage for me. That's why I still carry my teenager body around because less stress. I don't have to check in or deal with no baby mama. I don't have no tax evasions agency chasing me. I don't have no uh, child support agency chasing me. Uh, I don't have any uh, uh, killers, gorillas, or any type of street beefs or anything. It's just Anthony Peterson living the you know same life. And um, like I said, everything everything will fall in place for me. I know it will, and um, I have no doubt about it. So at one forty two, I would imagine you know one forty would be your your campaigning way, correct? All one thirty five because like I said, okay. I'm thirty nine and one with twenty five knockouts, and I never had a training camp before. And let me re- let me reassure you what a training camp is. A training camp is a fighter who is using his ability to the full max and it's all about him it's not about no team or ain't about no group it's all about him because in that ring when it's time to fight it's going to be about you you mean and you don't want to take no side seat to nobody and that's why right now in my career like i'm not taking no side seat to nobody who is training you now uh right now uh james baker sean johnson and uh, my my guy uh, Heavy, um, he he is a, a personal trainer. Uh, he watched us grow up. He know my family. Uh, uh, and um, right now, and my assistant personal trainer is Marvin Thomas, which the guy that I was working with in my heydays, in you know, 22, 23 years old, the ESPN fights that you saw, he was the one that was getting me Lamont in shape the way he was. A guy named is Marvin Thompson, Mar- Marvin Thomas, real good guy. And um, right now, like I said, I'm trying to, you know, feel what's right for me. You know I mean, what's the best route for me? Who's the best coach for me? And um, because the dynamics of everything changed because Lamont's back in boxing now. He was my coach. Lamont uh, pretty much showed me the game of this elite way of fighting because Lamont been in there with all killers. If you look at Lamont last 16 fights, not one of them guys on there. A few of them going to make the Hall of Fame. All of them was world champions. And um, Lamont been in there with all those guys so he know how to um teach what he know and um it's a beautiful thing man to be able to learn these things from my brother and learn how to uh handle myself like a grown man a professional in that boxing ring how how important is it for you not only to win but to look impressive score a knockout to say listen up 140 big dogs i'm here 135 big dogs i'm here rather than you know coast your way through a decision and right. you know no, no, no. Not, We're not, real- not looking for that we definitely want two two uh knockouts in a row may 28th i scored a ko here in dc in front of my hometown uh and it's crazy because that's the last time tank fought he fought in new york though i was in dc and we both got six round uh ko's that night and now we're here on the same card together um on the 7th of january 2023 in the, at the dc capital one arena but um, like I said, it's, it's gonna it's gonna be a beautiful night. I'm gonna show. I'm gonna get a. a, a um, I'm gonna have a beautiful performance, uh, outstanding knockout, body go to head, have it come, and um, I'm gonna walk around with my beautiful my beautiful jacket that I got. Shout out to Muddy District for um for giving me that jacket. That's the best jacket I ever had in my life. Um, because it's all me on there. It's all me. All the things that I've done in boxing, the pictures that I and I love, and um. I'm going to be walking around that arena with my jacket and taking pictures with Rick Ross and 
Because let me let me reassure you, whoever's listening to this, your favorite celebrity is Rick Ross' favorite celebrity. Understand that. To to quote, and I I don't think I've ever quoted Jay Z in my life. Is this one of those please let me please let me reintroduce myself uh, yep. kind of kind of nights for Anthony Peterson? Oh yeah, yeah for sure. You know, and like I said, um, I didn't talk. Now I'm talking. You know, I man, I control my own career. I have full control of my career, of what I say and what I don't do. If a fight that's presented to me, I got to, to say so if I take it or not. Um, how much I will get paid, all my everything will come to me. You know what I mean? Because at the time of my career, I didn't have access to all these things. I'm just, and like I said, fighters, if y'all listen to me, man, this is something that you don't want to do. You know what I mean? You don't want to have somebody all the way in charge of your career. You need to know where your money at at all times. You need to know how much money you got at all times. And you need to know what's going on with your career and what's next for you at all times because you just don't want to be sitting out uh, looking around and like who shot John because time going to pass. Time going to pass. Next thing you know, you'll be 38 years old like me. You know what I mean? And the, the sweet thing about my situation is I'm not banged up. I'm not beat up or on the corner singing my shoulda, coulda, wouldas. You mean, I'm right here in the mix and I feel like I'm in better shape and I look better than most teenagers. Fuck the twenties. We gonna skip the twenties. We talking teenagers, teenager life. Every time I take my shirt off, women go crazy. Every time I <laughs> smile, women go crazy. And this is what they say, you know what I mean? So I feel like right now I'm commodity. Even if you can't get me those big fights, put me on them posters, put me, put me in the, put me in the, uh, in the room and let me show my personality mm -hmm. off. You know what I mean? Well, it's you, an accident. You feel, I mean, obviously the record, if nothing else, your name should get should, should get you a big fight because you know obviously Anthony Lamont yeah, Peterson yeah, 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 your, sure. your your names mean something in the game, right? And now, like I said, and another reason why it was hard for me to get fights because my life is boring. If you just mention the things that I don't do drugs, I don't drink, I don't go to clubs, I don't go even go out. And I want to say I'm so sorry to all the women that I've because I don't go out on dates, I don't do flowers and romantic type shit i'm not that type of person you know what i'm saying like females i'm like the females that dealt with me i don't know how y'all dealt with me but i don't go on vacations and trips and uh uh movies i don't do that stuff you know what I mean? i'm in the house studying boxing studying documentaries uh my race my heritage where i'm from and where, where i'm going um these are the things that i study through and through and i, I study human huh I was gonna say, assume after your career that, that maybe there'll be time for that for, for a little, yeah, a little yeah, romance, yeah, 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 a little bit of moose shoe, you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> but uh, right now it's like, man, I'm, I'm I'm so focused on you know what what's what's the task ahead, and I know um, and I don't go about it, like, man. You got a short window. I don't I don't believe that, Cause especially where I'm, where I'm where I'm from and who and what I represent. We get shot going through those windows. So I figure like like King Richard said, I take my time. When the time is right, I go through the front door. So you have it. that's what it what is. What do you want? What do you want? Uh, usually I do these interviews. They're 10, 12 minutes. They're very generic, you know, whatever. Well, you, you actually, you brought it tonight. You actually, you, you, you brought, we're, we're approaching 21 minutes on this. Oh, so, that's it. Yeah. So, so you, you brought it tonight. What do you want to say to the fans in closing before we let you go and see you live at the Capital One Arena January 7th uh, uh, in Washington, D.C.? I'll be down for the fight, so I look forward to doing a post-fight interview with you uh, with you as well. So what do you want to tell the fans out there before, uh, you know, 
you may you may be scaring opponents away after seeing this interview. Yeah, but it is what it is. <laughs> I think we just lost you. We lost we we lost you, Anthony. See if we can uh, fi fin finish up here. Uh, give you a couple minutes, maybe to uh, get get back in here. But what a um, let's see here. Let's uh, let's uh, get him off the thing, and maybe he'll shoot. He'll, maybe he can shoot back. Give him a minute or two. But Anthony Peach and Roy, Roy bringing it tonight. Uh, we will see him on the. Uh, on the screen in the ring on Saturday, January 7th, the Capital One Arena opponent to be named. Uh, maybe by the time we air this, uh, we will be able to uh, announce it. He'll be able to announce opponent. But uh, it was, uh, you know, great talking with Anthony Peterson, and we'll we'll, uh, we'll chat with him as uh, um, as you know, I think we got him back on. I don't see him. Let's see here. There you go, Anthony. Thought we just give you a chance to say a, a good night and, and a final thought to everybody. Can't hear you. Can't hear you. There you go. I think we hear you now. No, 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 no. <laughs> no, no, no. We can't. No, we can't hear you. Try now. No. We're, we're okay. We're, I <laughs> Let me see. I'll send them a message. Uh, see if I can send them a message here. Um, see here. I don't know if they can do messages on this one. But, a a Anthony, thank you for a few minutes of time. We, we got 22 minutes of it. And we'll see you on January. We'll see you on January 7th. Thank you, ma'am.